Good afternoon, everyone. Great to see you all. Uh, today's passage is from Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23. Verse 15 to 23. Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of the old creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienate and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to pre uh, present you holy and blameless and above reproach before if, indeed, you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Let us pray. Lord, may you open our eyes, ears, and hearts, so that we may come to know the fullness of our Lord Jesus Christ, and be rooted and established in your love, as you dwell in our hearts through our faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Two weeks ago, I had an opportunity uh, to see the musical David uh, with my family at the Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster City. And in each scene depicting uh, the life and faith of David was truly impressive to me and my family too. Our family truly enjoyed the trip and then it's a play there. Uh, there was a particular scene that had a profound impact on my daughter, the scene where David was spiritually corrupted by committing the sin of the violating Bathsheba, who was a general, uh, just Uriah's wife, and ordering the killing of the general Uriah. As I remember, it was the scene when the main character, David, uh, fell down on the ground and then struggled to do to his sins after Nathan, the prophet Nathan, just accused, confronted his sin, and then he really just fell down ground and struggled to do to his sins and mourning and repenting. And in that moment, from the ceiling and of the, the theater, and then I think there is a special stage equipment that sprayed the snow and showing that his sins were forgiven. When my daughter returned home, and she drew, uh, she drew uh, three pictures on a small piece of the paper, and then she gave to us, like just my wife and me, and showing that the first paper was a picture of the Jesus dying uh, on the cross for her sins. Second paper, piece of the paper was a picture of the white snow is falling uh, down and then making her sins pure white. And third piece of the paper was a heart, just heart, and she drew just herself in the picture. 
and then where the fullness of the love of Jesus Christ feed the heart of my daughter. So she drew these three pictures. My wife and I were pretty surprised and then quite surprised to see the pictures and then heart that she had drawn and then cut out herself. It was partially because her painting was better than mine, but even more so because of the, her deep understanding of gospel even at the age of the four. Of course, without doubt, a deep gratitude just flowed just from my depth of my heart. And little by little, I was able to see that, that my child was growing in the understanding and accepting the gospel. I experienced emotion that day that I had never experienced in my life uh, through my daughter, and I was very grateful. Maybe, and we may not able to see, to see everything behind the scenes, what God is doing among us, but what would happen when our very own child, children, our beloved family members, and friends believe in Jesus Christ and return to our Heavenly Father, what would happen? Apostle Paul describes it as follows in Colossians chapter 1.13. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. Those who have profoundly recognized or have come to realization that we were once in darkness before being redeemed by the grace of the Lord will be deep in admiration and gratefulness of Jesus Christ in which we have been moved into the kingdom of the love, into the kingdom of the light. Likewise, the apostle must have expressed his admirations and gratefulness for the work of God the Father, when he thought of the church of Colossae and church members in Colossae, a church his disciples, Epaphras, planted. He did not plant his church. On the other hand, when Epaphras came to Rome to meet the Apostle Paul, who was under house arrest at the time, he did not just bring the good news or thanks or support, although it does not appear in today's text what we read, Apostle Paul mentioned in several problems that threatened the Colossian church by writing with a few symbolic words. For example, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 and then 20 and then 16, we can see Paul's command voice, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy, empty, empty deceit, human tradition, and then the elementary spirits of the word. And in verse 16, the words such as food, rites, feasts, new moons, and then Sabbath, it is referred to Jew, uh, Jewish uh, traditions. Considering these words, it can be inferred that there are several problems that threaten the Colossian church. As I studied so far, the threaten was mixture of pagan culture in Colossus, at the same time, Jewish communion, uh, commu uh, community uh, tra the tradition is a mixture. So one thing to keep in mind as we read the book of Colossians was that the Colossians were renewed in the Lord. As we are renewed in the Lord, they were renewed. Paul confirms it. The Apostle Paul confirms in chapter 2, 6, 
For though I am absent in body, right now that just Paul in Rome is in house arrest. And then Colossians church, a church is in just far away, a thousand miles, just as a just direct distance. It is a thousand miles. I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith. So he confirms that, yes, I know you. I know that you believe in Jesus Christ. But at the same time, Paul recognized that they, are, they were surrounded by these threatens. So after hearing this news from his disciples, Epaphras, and the Apostle Paul decided to write a letter to a church in Colossae. And through the Tychicus, he sent the letters to Ephesians and Colossians and the book of Philemon with the person Philemon. So the four letters he wrote from Rome and then sent with uh, just he sent these letters. As you might know, the Lord appeared to Apostle Paul in the road of Damascus, AD, about AD uh, 33. And scholars speculate that Paul met Epaphras, his disciples Epaphras, in Ephesus around uh, 52 and 53 AD. And now he was under a house arrest in Rome about AD 62. So it has been almost 30 years since he was called as Apostle of the Lord. Let us just try to imagine that how much has the Apostle Paul's character matured over these years of faith by God's grace. Perhaps that is why when we read the book of Colossians, we surely can see that the depth of Paul's faith, how much he trusts Colossians, how Colossians, how much he loved, how much he thought about them. At the same time, he know he recognized these problems in the church of the Colossae. Rather than directly addressing, you guys, this is a problem. Addressing and arguing about the issue, Apostle Paul very wisely took a way to refute vain claims by presenting the true nature and an excellent supremacy. Today's text is a preeminent, preeminent, preeminence of Christ. You, if, you read, if you know the Galatians, the book of Galatians, the language and the tone is just quite different. In the, if you read the book of Galatians, you will notice that Paul addressing directly like this. But in, book, in the book of Colossians, like this, gently, softly, he carries the book of the, just the peoples in Colossians and then care about them. Briefly, Apostle Paul emphasized the essence of the Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? The supremacy of the Jesus Christ and his wonderful work, excellence of his ministry. So see, from the today's text, verse 15 to actually 23, 23 21, 21, and he emphasized these two, the essence of Jesus Christ and then the wonderful work of Jesus Christ. And just only focus on two. So to briefly, I would like to share these two main ideas with you uh, through today's text. Verse 15 to 17, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, 
visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The meaning of Jesus Christ being the image of God means that Jesus Christ is God. Jesus is creator, which is a proclamation of this saying that he is Lord of all things, that all creation must kneel before Jesus Christ since everything was created by Jesus. On the other hand, these words are also a declaration that all things that on contrary are contrary to the truth of Jesus Christ were meaningless, meaningless and will eventually will be perished. The, first, the, the phrase, the first of the old creation, does not mean that Jesus was created by God, but as a reference verse from Psalm 89, 27, it means the highest king, the highest king, the highest of the king, and existing eternally as the son who has the right and privilege of the first, uh, firstborn son. The Apostle Paul emphasized to use the phrase all things uh, today text in short text five times. Verse 16 once, verse 17 twice, verse 18 once, and verse 20 once. Emphasizing again that Jesus is a Lord of all things. By him, through him, for him, in him, Everything is subject to our Lord Jesus Christ. Since he is a creator, he has also the has a power to provide and sustain the all things who holds together. By him, through him, for him, in him. And verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the first from, firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Furthermore, it means that Jesus Christ is the first resurrected one as he is the head of the church and preeminent. He is the first one. And surpassing over all things, naturally, the church we are, receiving the true guidance by being subject to supreme Lord Jesus Christ. Few questions. When did ancient Greek philosophy begin? It is about before Christ, 6th century. When did Hinduism begin in India? It is before Christ, 15th century. When did Buddhism begin? It began five centuries before, before Christ. Confucius, Mencius, Lao Tzu, Sun Tzu, who are called the four great teachers of China, they from 6th century BC to 3rd century BC. Greek culture and their philosophy and Roman culture and their philosophy. When Jesus was born, all of these philosophies and ideologies and were all well developed and over the world. However, another question. 
Is there one among these many who has shown us the path of truth that we really need? Have any of these people been able to put our thoughts in a concise way? Are there any among these people who have shown the way to God and forgiveness of the sins before him? Has at least one of these many thinkers and philosophers died and resurrected for his people? No one. Only one. Jesus Christ, our Lord. No matter what question we ask or any attack of accusations, the excellence, preeminence, and supremacy of Jesus Christ is uncomparable. Because Jesus is creator and his work did not need to be filled by angels or authorities and anyone else to come and replenish. Oh, this is lack of, Jesus' work is a lack of something. I will refill because he's just, this is lack of work. As Jesus proclaimed at the cross, he proclaimed himself, it is finished. He is perfect. Furthermore, who is the one who brought about Reconciliation between God, Father, and mankind, us. Verse 19 and 20. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. No one in this world has ever been filled with the fullness of God, only in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, the fullness abides. For this reason, Christ our Lord has the authority to take charge of the reconciliation between God and us. But in order to accomplish that reconciliation, he accomplished it by his own blood. This is my personal story about 160 years ago. Missionaries from the United States came to South Korea Many of them, while on their shipping, the ship was sunk. They, many of them died, just letting you know. At the time, there were no airplanes. From the United States and then South Korea. South Korea is smaller than Pennsylvania, as you might know. Many missionaries came to South Korea to preach the gospel to our ancestors. According to my parents' testimony, I am fifth generation of this Christian, Christianity family. So my one, two, three, four, fifth ancestor, they received the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it come down to, to me, fifth generation. Who made it possible for the gospel to be preached to our ancestors? Who is the one who made it possible for the gospel to be inherited through the generations without being interrupted? Who will make sure that this gospel would be passed on to my children as well? Who brought this reconciliation to Korea? I believe that 
He is Jesus Christ. What kind of the life should we respond to Jesus who redeemed us, who created us, who became our head and became the first fruits of our resurrection and who reconciled us to God the Father with his own blood? The Apostle Paul, after writing down the supremacy of God, of Christ, and exalts the Colossians 2, verse 21 to 23, and you who once were alienate and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let's not let us not misunderstand or forget. We are not the beings who deserve the gospel. Are we sinners who have evil hearts and do evil deeds? Paul exhorts us to do self-diagnosis in verse 22 and in 22, 21 and 22. Examine yourself knowing who we were before and now who we are in Christ. He exhorts us to examine ourselves. You're aliens. You're Gentiles. You're hostile in mind. And you did evil. Now, because of Christ, we are reconciled. Right self Right self-examination make us more dependent on Jesus Christ because we know that we, who we are, who we were before. Now that we need more, we need more Jesus Christ who strengthened our faith. After I came to just America 11 years ago because of the anxiety of life, I never experienced anxiety before. Just I, just maybe just I just eating my just nails and sometimes biting my just fingers. But after I came to America because of the anxiety of the life and in my own helplessness, when I close my eyes some of nights when I go to sleep, there are times darkness fill my heart. It is kind of suppressing you, just your heart. It is not just, just you close eye and then it's just getting dark. It is just whole darkness and a fear devour your whole heart. It felt like my breathing just was cut off. You cannot breathe because of that pressure. Sometimes I had to force to wake up to avoid that fear, that anxious feeling. So. I wake up in the middle of night. My wife definitely, she did not know she slept well. I just, I came down to avoid that, that anxious feeling. And that night, I was not able to go back to sleep again. Several times, not just one time. At that time, I had to call on Jesus every time. By the love of Jesus Christ, I overcame 
one by one. I had to examine. I had to, I had to think about the, what I believe. And I closed my eyes again. Jesus, you know I belong to you. If I die, I died in you. So I trust you, and I will close my eyes, and I will sleep. So Lord, help me. And then every time, each moment, I have to overcome again and again with the help of Jesus Christ. Truly, I believe that he is Jesus Christ, that who made me overcome all these anxious feelings and everything. On the other hand, there is a one who calms my whole every morning and plays a hymn within me. After you wake up, the sweetest time is that just one of him. Just, just play in your heart. It's not you. Just someone is playing a hymn within you. It is the sweetest time in my life. I think it is Jesus Christ who played a hymn in every morning when I'm so depressed or sometimes I'm so lack of sleep I cannot, when I cannot concentrate. Jesus is God. Let us kneel before him habitually with our prayer. Jesus is the head of the church. Let us remember preeminence of Christ. He should be first of our discussions. He should be first in our meetings, in communion, all things. Let us put Jesus Christ first. That's why when we meet, we pray first in Jesus' name, right? Jesus brought reconciliation by his own blood. Let us remember who we were before and now who we are in Christ. Praying that we all to experience the fullness of in Christ this coming week. With the same passage today that I preach, I'm planning to deliver this message to my Colombian friends who live in Barranquilla. Uh, we will travel to June 21st to 28th. So please keep praying for us, for our teams and the people in Barranquilla so that we may proclaim the excellence of our Lord Jesus Christ together, so that we all will honor our, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Praise to be the supremacy of Jesus Christ, who created us, who called us out of the darkness and led us into light, who became our head, who governs us, who sustains us, and who brought us to peace. Help us to live in the fullness of grace by holding on to our Lord Jesus Christ, who is preeminent that no one can compare with you in anything. May we breathe in Jesus, be free in Jesus, and find peace in Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.